0: Oh, my goodness. Look at all you beautiful people. Oh, baby. We got another AOA podcast and tons to talk about, including Mr. Epstein, who is back in the news, and J.P. Morgan's billion-dollar Epstein problem. We'll get into that. Plus, some really crazy numbers regarding the American birth rate. You know this is a crazy story if it made it into the top three. Uh, I just can't believe it. Plus, do you know what hot betting is? going to have to rely on our old pal Ossiani to see if she knows. Uh, we'll share it with you on this episode. Plus, the Wagner warlord, Pergosian, now they're saying this dude who a couple of weeks ago or yet last week died in a plane crash, actually still alive. Lots of uh, controversy and conspiracy theory there. Uh, maybe Oprah's a huge asshole because of her Maui thing. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Trump's GoFundMe crew. And of course, we've got a new sexpert study. It's you and me, baby. AOA podcast starts right now. I'm still almost dead, but still here. So let's hang me and you love the live comments. What up to the replay crew? Appreciate everybody for being here. Robin, Ossiani, Diane, um, up and down the list here. Bees are life. Oh my goodness. Everybody's aboard. Uh, make sure you guys share this episode on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and your stories, wherever. Make sure you're spreading the word of the AOA podcast. We need you guys to help us grow. That is much, much appreciated. And of course, don't forget, you could become a member of the podcast. Get some exclusive perks. Link in the description below. Uh, JP Morgan, Jeffrey Epstein. Can't believe this stuff is still in the news, but it is. There's a bit of a billion-dollar issue that we got going on here. Of course, this is going back to the U.S. Virgin Islands. Uh, they're still going on with their uh, big court case down there, U.S. Virgin Islands, suing the uh, the bank, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, for a ton of money regarding how they handled the whole Jeffrey Epstein relationship. And there's a really big hypocrisy in today's story. Really, really big. Um, by the way, this this is the second trial. Uh, regarding J.P. Morgan and the Epstein uh, victims. $290 million in the first trial that was settled. This is an ongoing thing with the U.S. Virgin Islands. I think it's 100 and something million. I don't know I'll find that it. It's in my notes here. Uh, $190 million. $190 million they're suing them for. But here's the issue. Here's the issue. J.P. Morgan is saying that they weren't aware of jeffrey epstein they didn't know what he was doing right this has been sort of their blanket statement right our man jamie Dimon goes up he goes i don't know you know we didn't really know who knew blah 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 this and that after he died after his death jp morgan reported a billion dollars in epstein transactions to the treasury the hypocritical part comes when we find out that the bank's attorney says that it flagged Epstein transactions six times as early as 2002. Okay, so what is it? Did you not know what was going on? Or were you reporting uh, Epstein transactions to the Department of Justice? Because basically they're talking out of both sides of their mouth here. You know, Jamie Dimon and the whole crew and a lot of other people that have been uh, deposed in, the, in, this, in these cases for J.P. Morgan, they're going, well, we didn't know, who knew, you know, how are we supposed to know? And then you go to find out that the uh, attorney goes, well, we reported some stuff, but the Department of Justice didn't do anything. Well, which is it? Because uh, I understand and I can appreciate you trying to dump this on the Department of Justice. And don't think for a second that we're not going to let that go, like there wasn't somebody at the DOJ or the FBI or the CIA or all three that weren't working to protect Jeffrey Epstein, because that is certainly a possibility. But what was it? Why did you report it? If you didn't know him or what he was doing or what was going on, then why did you report him reportedly, according to the bank's own attorney, six times? Really? Really? Um, So just when I think like the whole U.S. Virgin Islands, Jeffrey Epstein case is going to die down and become a lot less interesting, you get a little nugget like we got in court yesterday. We don't know what he's doing, but we did call somebody six times because we were worried about what he was doing. Well, you all should be in jail. You all should be in jail. Mercury's late. And you know what? Pass. Friday. No late uh, detention slips will be handed out on this episode, Mercury 7. So it's okay that you're late. You got to pass for that. I appreciate you being here all together. Uh, Natty C, Raven, Paige. uh, If I missed anybody? Miss Justice. What up to the whole crew? Love the live people. Love the replay people. Uh, don't forget to become a member. Like I said, link in the description below. we got some exclusive perks for you. Uh, lots of fun stuff coming up as well. So uh, join up now if you haven't. If you've been a member, we appreciate you being here. It helps us keep this little thing going all the time. Helps us get the word out on some of these uh, Epstein conspiracies and things going around. So if you like that sort of thing, make sure you guys uh, click the link in the description below and uh, become a member. First low is $2.99 a month. Literally the only thing that has not gone up. Uh, in inflation the last couple of years is our membership. Starts as low as two ninety nine. Please join with the link in the description below. You won't regret becoming a member. Appreciate that. All right, this is a, a bizarre one, the American birth rate. I Normally, I would not give a crap about this whatsoever, but I found some of these numbers pretty interesting, and I think one of them is going to shock you. So Japan has had a fertility crisis. Uh, Japan's birth rate in 2020 was 1.3 births per woman, down from 1.5 in 1992. I'm going to give you the U.S. birth rate number, then I'm going to give you the shocking number. Hang with me. The U.S. birth rate is 1.6, the lowest level recorded since they first started tracking data in 1800 which to me tells me the only other time it was lower was when you were giving birth to children and they were getting eaten by dinosaurs, okay? Because at some point around 1800, we were like, maybe we should start keeping track of this shit. And it has never been lower since 1800, 1.6. That's not the shocking part. The shocking number, when I read this, I thought, second topic of the episode, one in 10 men in their 30s One in 10 men in their 30s, virgins. How is that happening? How are one in 10 men virgins? What is going on here? What is happening? I just don't, I don't really understand one in 10 men virgins. That seems like an alarming number. Like an alarming rate of people. And, you know, we talked about some of this stuff a while ago where we were talking about the virtual reality stuff. Remember we were talking about, you know, you put on the goggles and all this and that shit and they're starting to develop like gloves and all this stuff. And, you know, now they're starting to put put A.I. into like dolls and things. And, you know, we're just getting you can have an A.I. girlfriend or boyfriend and we're really getting to a place or you can kind of see a place where it's like, you no longer have to put yourself out there, right? The toughest part of life is like your teen years, right? When you're developing into a person and you start to like somebody and you got to put yourself out there and you got to ask them out and got to take people on dates, right? I mean, it's a tough, a tough transition of life. And like for most people that starts in their teens, and i would say most most everybody starts dating in their 20s and it doesn't get any easier you know 8 10 years later when you're in your 20s you don't get much better at it from when you're a teenager you know still really awkward still kind of bizarre you know um it's just a strangeness it's a very awkward time you know uh, being an old married man now, you can look back on that time going, you know, it's just weird trying to strike up conversations with strangers in bars or, you know, people online, you know, we had our, our buddy Dylan, was it Dylan, Darren? Shit, I can't remember. The guy on, on TikTok who was, hadn't dated in 21 years after his first marriage. Um, his name will come to me. I got it over here. Whatever that dude's name was, you know it's tough. It ain't easy. You know it ain't easy. You look at some of that stuff and you just go, there, "There's all the Byron, Darren, Dylan. I was close, Byron." Um, it's not easy dating, putting yourself out there. Uh, but one in ten getting to thirty still a virgin. Too much video games, if you ask me. Not that I'm against video games. Feels like too much video games. Feels like a lot of people waiting for uh, just wait for that AI to kick in, and it's tempting, right? Who wants to get rejected? rejection uh from significant others, public speaking like these are these are humanity's greatest fears, and we're sitting on the precipice of having AI eliminate those fears, and we're not even there yet, and we're looking at one in ten dudes in their thirties virgins I mean that seems nuts. That seems really crazy. Rhoda, women want someone with rocks, not sensitive criers. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Who learned anything from JSABs. That's very true. Which, by the way, and we've talked about that too, about how men were such dicks in the 70s and 80s that there was such a push to get men to be sensitive and not fucking creepers in the office. And, and you know, sexual harassers in the office feel like there was such a push. We might've gone too far where men don't even try and ask people out on a date. You know, that's we talked about that not that long ago. Frank got mad at me because he's like, no, people should be really sensitive. It's like people should be really sensitive and people shouldn't sexual harass anybody at work. These are all true statements, but you kind of feel like when you look at some of the men these days, they, they went too far the other way where they're just like, they won't even try and talk to, uh, you know, uh, a, a potential suitor. You know, whether it be of the opposite sex or same sex or whatever. You know, and it's kind of crazy. And then you look at this number of one in ten dudes in their thirties <coughs> being virgins, and you're kind of like, well, there's some truth to Crazy ant statement from the past. You know, doesn't mean guys should be dicks. Doesn't mean people guys should be sexually harassing to women in bars or the office or whatever but you got to put yourself out there a little you got to try and connect with another human being you know no matter how uncomfortable it might be yeah you know you know you look at you know and the thing is too you could almost see like you know in the gay community you can almost see well people are tough for people to come out of the closet tough for people to talk to their family about it tough people to tell mom and dad or have people know so there might be some hesitation that way you know but it feels like we're, even though that does still exist, for the most part, for the majority, we're kind of past that. You know, people should feel comfortable enough in their skin, hopefully these days, that they can they can be who they want to be, go out there and find somebody else who will like them for just that. I don't know. But 1 in 30, not getting any kind of action. in their 1 in 10 in their 30s seems like an alarming number. That seems like an overly alarming number. Now, here's another interesting little tidbit to this a record number of american men are getting vasectomies as access to abortion is eroding this is pretty interesting university of chicago researchers said a surge was driven by abortion access the paper shared um had now eclipsed the previous record set in 2018 um where I guess, young couples, maybe men and women or you know, the, the woman's kind of like, hey, it's illegal in our state now or I can't do it or I got to travel here or whatever. Why don't you just get snipped? And the dudes are like, okay. You know, record number for American men are getting vasectomies every single year. Um, Researchers said an annual insurance claim from 57 million people found that the number of procedures carried out annually between 2014 and 2021 rose 26%. 26%. With abortion access now being eroded, some doctors say vasectomies are likely now even more popular. Um, which is crazy. <coughs> Scientists found that a share of men aged 18 to 64 getting vasectomies rose 0.54% uh, in 2021. A new record that eclipsed the previous eye in 2018, as I said earlier, men who had two or more children or a wife older than 34, were most likely to go for the procedure. A lot of people getting snipped. Now you can reverse it, right? Uh, probably easier than having to go through an eventuality like an abortion. I get that. Um, but a lot of people getting snipped feel like the snipping and the virginness. Mm-hmm. We're in for trouble. We got to do something to... to to get America's uh, heat going again, if you know what I mean, which is lucky for us because if you take a look at the last uh, topic of this episode, there is a new sex part study. We'll tell you how to get things going in the old bedroom if you need a little help in that area. So stay tuned, kids. Or if you're watching on the replay, just fast forward. Let's not ignore technology. We know it exists. Um, Hot betting. Do you know what this term is? Coined in Australia. So we're going to rely on our old pal Ossianni to see if, uh, this is a well-known fact in Australia, but the term hotbedding, I'll let that sink in a little bit, everybody. Think about that for a moment as I grab some water and try not to cough myself to death. By the way, I love you all for the well wishes on uh, on uh, me feeling better. I appreciate that. I feel great. I just don't sound good. Um, <clears throat> so one young lady took to TikTok And she's talking about the fact that she makes hundreds renting out one side of her bed. It is a practice called hot bedding. It actually has nothing to do with sex whatsoever. But this young lady welcomes strangers into her bed every night. She's got a profitable practice. Uh, She makes around $600 a month renting out the unoccupied side of her mattress where her ex-boyfriend once slept for two years. It's her side hustle, which has become known as hot betting. Monique Jeremiah from Queensland, Australia. How close is Queensland to you, Aussie uh, uh, Annie? Oh, Aussie says it's like hot desking. What is that? That's, <laughs> hot desking sounds like something I gotta look into next. Uh, Monique says hot bedding is excellent for people who are able to detach emotionally and sleep next to another person in a completely respectful and non strings attached manner. Hmm. How about that? Could you imagine renting your bed out to a total stranger? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm married. I know a lot of married people. Most of the married people I talk to don't even want their husband or wife on the other side of the bed let alone a perfect stranger. But then again, if you could charge your husband an extra 100 a month to sleep in the bed with you, I think most of the women I know would do that. They'd be like, if I gotta put up with your snoring and farting, you gotta kick in an extra 100 or so. It almost seems fair, to be honest. I mean, fellas, let's be, come on. We probably should be paying for the, the amount of midnight disturbances we cause in our significant other's sleeping, you know? I mean, you ever wake yourself up with a fart? You're probably waking them up twice as much. Not that I ever have, but I have. I'm not proud of it. Chicken wings, maybe we can't see what do you want from me. Anyway, we're not here to talk about me. The point is this. Uh, this hotbedding thing is a crazy time. I mean, we found a way to take Airbnb <laughs> and make it crazier. You know, it used to be like, hey, let's say, let's, uh, Uh, rent out that spare bedroom to somebody to make an extra couple of bucks for us in the month and now it's like well fuck it why don't we just rent out the other side of the bed that'll be a thing (coughs) so sorry (coughs) oh baby okay back some people they're saying in Australia they'll even rent out a one bedroom apartment meaning the one bed if they have mismatched schedules so for instance one example that was given (coughs) excuse me was a truck driver this guy drives a truck overnight so he sleeps during the day young lady she you know normal life works during the day sleeps at night so during the day while she's out at work truck driver comes in boom sleeps in the bed she makes a couple extra bucks. It's kind of crazy. Because I don't think women particularly would like a truck driver in their bed. Unless they were married to them. Uh, truck drivers, male truck drivers at least, can be very dirty. And I know this because males, no matter what their profession, very dirty. So, you know, I know the truck driver is dirty. And again, like I, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like my wife doesn't even really want me there. So I don't know how... I guess it's just a few extra bucks. You're no going to do anything, you know. Boom, sleeping in the bed. I don't know. Kind of, I feel like I, maybe I just keep people too much, but I don't know. Like, I have a hard time going to a hotel knowing that people slept in the bed the night before, even though the sheets were changed. You know what I mean? I don't know if I could do this. It sounds appealing to Paige, though, she says. Sounds like a perfect marriage. I can't argue with that. Valid point. Very valid point. (laughs) Mercury 7, where do I sign up? See, there you go. I think you guys are a lot less uh, schivable than I am. I schieve everything. I go to a hotel, do not like it. Don't like the feel of a hotel. And it's not Lupe's fault on the tuck. I just, I don't like a lot of people being where I've been. I really don't love it. Paul, good point. What happened to couch surfing? Yeah, I mean, it seems kind of crazy. Well, the issue too in Australia, and Aussie, and can correct me if I'm wrong. They're going, they're on a real financial crunch over there. Some student worker thing and people are having a hard time finding work and I don't know. So they have to come up with some creative ways and that's this is one of the things that they're doing. You know, these are one of the things that they're doing to kind of, to make ends meet over there. So I don't know. I wish them all the best, but I don't know if I can, Rent out the other side of my bed like in my house right now we have an entire spare bedroom you know just in case shit goes awry we gotta you know when i was really sick i went into the spare bedroom i don't want to cough my wife awake every single month you know what i mean so hot bedding think about it you know there was also that thing too about the cuddling you remember that story not too long ago there was like a cuddling thing where people were like paying just to cuddle with somebody. And I, I like, I don't want to be like naive and be like, Oh, they're paying for sex and going under this guides of, of cuddling. But there was like an expert and she was talking on it and she was like, I really don't do anything but cuddle with people. And they just lay in the bed and they cuddle together because people were so desperate for like that physical connection that this, the, there was a whole like, a group of people that popped up, they're providing the service of just cuddling with one another. I wonder if you kind of get the same kind of thing with this again, another opportunity to connect with people without really having to connect with people. You know, it's easier when it's transactional. Handy I need a place to stay, and I could pay half. You need a place to stay, you could pay half. You don't have to put yourself out there or worry about rejection with something like that. You know, you just do it with this excuse of, well, finances. What are we going to do? Hot betting. There you go. Still haven't found out what hot desking is, though, but I'm going to look into it. All right. The Wagner warlord. I'm, I'm just obsessed with this story. Completely obsessed. This Prigozhin guy who led the revolution in Russia for roughly 37 and a half minutes and then he went to go to Belarus to hide out and then all of a sudden there's a plane leaving from Belarus it goes down crashes everybody goes well Prigozhin was on that plane that's it it was a video released just yesterday and Prigozhin's in a jeep and he goes hey it's late august and I'm uh I'm uh, I'm in Africa in a jeep saw the video for myself there he was now was it an old video i don't know could he've done it in july and said it's late august maybe I know that's what I would do. I would definitely fuck with people. I have recorded some shit, and I record shit every year, just so the face stays the same, so that I can freak people the fuck out whenever I die. Frank's got instructions. He knows what to do. He absolutely knows what to do. We've got a whole, I can't tell you too much, because I want you to enjoy it when it comes about, but, You know, I do a lot of that stuff and I'm no warlord. I'm just a jackass on the internet. You know what I'm saying? So is that what he was doing? I don't know. Would I feel a lot better about all this if he held up a daily paper and I could see that the date was August 29th or something or August 30th or something like that? Hell yeah, I would. Uh, And until that happens, I'm going to put it at 50-50. But that video came out. He says he's in Africa, says he's alive bunch of people, I believe, from Wagner went over to where the plane crash site was and they put a skull and crossbones flag uh, at the site. Like, heads up, motherfucker, I'm still coming for you. Talking about Putin. You know, they're saying, and, and now in response to this, according to the Independent in the UK, Russia's convinced he's still alive. Russia is convinced that he's still alive and they think that Putin killed his body double because there was a body found in there and it did look an awful lot like him, but they're saying it's a body double. What's really happening here? I have no idea, but I fucking love it. I love it more than a fucking Jack Ryan novel. I mean, I'm all in this. It's happening live right in front of us and I can't wait. So we'll keep our eye out if uh, Wagner is alive. Uh, I mean, uh, Purgosian's alive. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm I'm in the Hamptons this weekend. A bunch. I'm keeping my eye out. I don't know if that motherfucker's in East Hampton getting a coffee at the Golden Pear. I don't know. I'm just going to just, I'm keeping my head on a swivel this weekend. That's all I'm saying. I'm just going to keep my head on a swivel. Um, Maui and Oprah and The Rock. I don't know why I gave The Rock a pass on this and didn't put him in the little graphic-y thing here, but he's just as much to bl- Maybe because he doesn't make as much money, but he's just as much to blame for this. Just as much. Now, we had the wildfires in Maui. I was gone for most of that, so we didn't really cover too much of it, but a lot of people are talking about how there's two roads in and out. It's awfully suspicious. There's all that stuff. I'm not here to talk about any of that. I'm not here to confirm or deny any of that. But I get this fucking Oprah Winfrey come across my social media feed and she goes, listen, a lot of people in Maui need help right now, which they do. And she said, The Rock and I have gotten together because a lot of people are asking us how we can help because they think they have houses in 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 Maui in in Hawaii. And so people and they're there, I think, and people are like, how can we help you? <clears throat> so they decided to create a fund. And they decided to, you know put out links for everybody to donate. Now, listen, my feeling on this normally is it is important to have rich and by the way, let me finish. All right, everybody take it easy. Don't push around your old pal in the comments. Just let me let me finish and go through the whole thing. Believe it or not, it is beneficial to charities to have really super wealthy rich people uh, talk about their cause and try and get people to donate. I know it may not sound like that, but it is true. I've worked with a bunch of charities. I've seen rich people cut checks. I've seen rich people cut really super generous checks. I've seen rich people cut really cheap, awful checks. But I've seen rich and wealthy people and, and, and powerful people and famous people talk about charities and the amount a rich person could give a charity a million dollars and that would be great for the charity, but them giving a million dollars and then them talking about the charity can sometimes raise like $10 million, you know? So it's important that people with influence and reach talk about causes to get more money in for the charity. It's very easy to say, you're rich. You just give the money. It's very easy to say that, but the, the truth of the matter is, it really makes a difference if they talk about it and raise awareness. That's for most charities. Maui, on the other hand, is a crisis. It's not necessarily a charity. You can give a charitable donation, but you're giving a charitable donation to a crisis, right? Um, these people need money now. They need help now. And fucking Oprah goes on and goes, here, you could donate. We created a fund. You could donate. Now, Oprah and The Rock gave money. I want to make sure I got the exact amount. It was either a million or 10 million. It was $10 million. Um, the Both of them gave $10 million to start the fund. And I don't know exactly how much is needed right there in Maui, but I know a lot of people are out on their ass. Their homes are burned and they fucking need a lot of help. And I saw this one young lady on social and she goes, how the fuck is a billionaire going to ask me for money? And I was kind of like going back on my old thing of, well, it's important. And then the more I thought about it, I looked up Oprah's net worth and she's worth two and a half billion dollars, two and a half. I looked up The Rock's net worth, worth and he's worth $800 million. And I thought to myself, boy, what's a high yield account right now? Five percent? Even if you have and let's say let's say for argument's sake, for argument's sake, that Oprah is not worth two and a half billion dollars, that she's worth a billion. Just the interest alone on $100 million in a bank is $3 million. You know, so that's $100 million. So you're talking about $30 million in interest on a billion dollars. If this is so close to your heart, write a check, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Write a check. This isn't a cancer charity or, you know, uh. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Most charities are tough problems that we need to solve that take a long time, and you need celebrities raising awareness to increase funds over a long period of time. Inarguable, that's the truth, that's the fact. But when a a, a tragedy happens like this, and you need immediate money, Maui's not going to need this money hopefully fingers crossed two years from now three years from now pony up off the interest alone in your bank account you can help fund these fucking people what are you asking everyday citizens for money for what are you asking for i mean we are really in a tough time right interest rates inflation a lot now more than ever people are living paycheck to paycheck We have to sit here and watch Oprah Winfrey making $30 million a year in fuck. I'm not, I didn't even do compound interest people. This is just quick math, basic math, 30 million in fucking interest alone. And you are going to sit there and ask regular ordinary people for money. I hope, I mean, I hope you fucking stub your toe on something. Seriously. This is bullshit. It's total bullshit. Telling you, man, one day people are going to get some pitchforks going over to these rich neighborhoods and fuck some people up. Because you can't, and they're sitting there congratulating themselves. We found a way to put it right in people's hands. I found a way to put it right in people's hands. Take it out of your fucking bank account and give it to them. You could do it. You could fucking do it. Now, look, you want to raise money? You want to try and get some of your other millionaire people into it? Do it. But say that. Say, hey, if you're making over 400000 and you're the upper 1%, can you help? Everybody else take the night off. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all. It's kind of really tough for somebody with two and a half. She blows her nose and makes a million dollars. I mean, literally. Literally. All these people are out there struggling and we all feel for the Maui people, but dude, you could fucking, you could fucking fix it on your own. And Dwayne Johnson got 800 million. You can't give 20 million on your own motherfucker. You'd never even feel it. You give 20 mil away. You would never even feel it. Listen, I'm not here to count other people's money. Not at all, but you're the one who fucking brought it up. You're the one acting like, oh, we're part of the Hawaiian thing and we want to help people. Great. Help them then. What the fuck you need me for? Son of a bitch. I'll fucking trip Oprah if I see her. And for The Rock, I'll take a swing at him because, I mean, that would just be the same as tripping a poor old lady, which sounds horrible to say, but in this context, I feel okay with it. Uh, Trump and the GoFundMe crew. Speaking of money, oh my goodness. So uh, Trump, I don't even know. He's got 19 cases against him now. Who who the hell can keep track of it all? In one of the cases, he's uh, funding his co-defendants. But in this Georgia case, all his co-defendants have turned to crowdfunding because they can't fucking afford it. Ex-Trump attorneys John Eastman and Jenna Ellis, former Justice Department official Jeffrey Clark, Former Coffee County Republican Party Chair Kathy Latham. Coffee County. I like to go there. Get a fucking uh, triple espresso, see what they got going on. Uh, they've launched fundraising campaigns on Give, Send, Go since they were indicted in the middle of August. Eastman has already pulled in a sweet $519,000. That is shocking. Now that I feel like comes from a lot of big Republican donors. I feel like that's going to be a Republican donor thing, you know, um, because that's a lot of money. Ellis, who's now backing Ron DeSantis, by the way, in the race uh, for president or the Republican nomination, I should say, pulled in 189,000 uh, while Clark only has 58,000 and Latham got 15,000. Giuliani, has launched his own legal defense fund and Donald Trump is hosting a $100,000 per ticket event at Bedminster, New Jersey at his golf course next week. That's kind of (coughs) surprising. I mean, listen to me. I love Dave Matthews. I love Van Morrison. When I was a kid, big Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan fan. Huge, huge. I don't know if I'd pay 100 grand to sit in a fucking room with them. I, I I really don't. I really really don't. And again, look, I've been in the Hamptons. I've been they have million dollar plate fundraising events out here. I've seen them firsthand. I know cuz I was bussing tables. See, jokes people. And uh but that's around election time. Things get nutty and crazy around election time. You're on the news all the time. People get excited to meet the perhaps prospective future next president or continuing president, you know, so people get nutty around those times. But $100,000 to help Rudy Giuliani to go have a dinner, to be in the same room with the president, maybe get a picture with him. I don't know who's doing that. And this is not an anti-Trump thing. I mean, just I, I mean I can't think of anybody that would, I can't think of anybody I would pay $1,000 a plate to fucking be in a room with. I really, I can't, I cannot. Cannot. Not like not even Dave Matthews. I just I fucking can't. I, there's nobody I would think. I oh I got to do this. I I got to give him a thousand dollars to have a fucking chicken Milanese. I, I, I is it me? It could be. You tell me in the comments. Tell me if it's me. I will accept it. Tell me if it's me. But I mean, for a thousand, you know, it's still it's still it's still overcooked chicken. I don't care where the fuck it is. I don't care if it's Bedminster. I don't care if it's Westminster Abbey. I don't give a shit. It's fucking overcooked chicken. It ain't worth a grand. No fucking way. No way. So that's Trump's deal. So, I mean, I feel like he should pick up the tab for that. But then again, these were some of the nut bars that were like pushing him on going, yeah, say all the crazy shit. Keep going. You know what I mean? Uh, And finally, we got a big uh, sexpert study. This is good. I like when the sexperts get together and start a study. So this, I feel like this is nice little balance too for the old program here because in the beginning we started with one in 10 dudes are in the 30s or virgins and now we got a way to spice up the old bedroom if that's what you need. Um, this is according to this experts. A study uh, led by professors at the University of Southampton in the UK surveyed 268 participants about their intimate activities and associated em- and emotions. The results were published in the International Journal of Sexual Health. Thank God we got one of those. And what the results found was that mutual masturbation is what really can spice up the old bedroom. I mean, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? You kind of... Everything else comes really natural, right? The thing and then the... And then the thing, you know, the thing, and then the, you know, whatever it all, you get through all that stuff for a long time. And then you start to try and come up with some crazy shit. And now I know from most of you and a lot of the articles that people are just fucking swinging. Well, I guess if you're not comfortable with the old swing a ruski and the upside down pineapple, maybe cranking one out next to your old partner is the way to go. That's what these people are saying. Um, Out of the 268 participants, consisting of 117 women and 151 men, ranging from 18 to 65 years of age, all of them were in a relationship. Um, The studies found that just over half of those surveyed, 50.7%, said that they had indulged in mutual masturbation in the two weeks prior to taking the survey. Participants were subsequently quizzed about 23 feelings regarding their sex lives and were asked to rate the strength of each one on the scale of one to five. Those who engaged in mutual masturbation were likely to report higher numbers when it came to positive feelings than those who did not self-pleasure in the presence of a partner. Wasn't that said nicely? Researchers declared engaging in mutual masturbation might increase couples' sexual repertoire and enhance sexual satisfaction. How about that? The study also revealed, I have a little hard time believing this one. um, Both men and women masturbate at similar rates, refuting the old stereotype that males are more likely to self-pleasure. You know? Paul with a great question. How many were hot betting? Unfortunately, they didn't put that in the survey. I think maybe next year. Paul, we're going to shoot him an email. Maybe next year they put the old hot betting question into the survey. According to this study, those 63% of male participants masturbated without another person president a few days prior to the study, while 56% of women admitted to getting frisky on their own uh, in the bedroom. Hmm, What do you think of that? Uh, these findings corroborate a report back in 2019, pre-pandemic, by the way, when times were great, everybody was free-flowing. Researchers surveyed 10,000 adults in nine countries and found that women masturbate almost as frequently as men. How about that? One thing that differs between the genders, three and four men watch porn while doing it, and only a little over half of women uh, taking a porn while taking care of business on their own. So three and four men versus just a little over half of the women not liking the porn. So there you go. So if you need to spice things up, we have two suggestions for you. Hot betting or mutual masturbation. Uh, oh, look at this. Frankie C is in the old uh, Chatsky, Chatsky here. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, Frankie writes, sure, but when I'm on it, it's all Hunter Biden and frozen McConnells. That's true. We do. Why don't we get so political with, with Frankie C? Frankie, have my word. We'll do more uh, masturbation. And maybe we'll, we'll do mutual masturbation ourselves. Maybe we'll take this over to OnlyFans, you and I, and give the people what they want finally. You know what I'm saying, big dog? We'll talk about it off the air. We don't have to negotiate on the air. Uh, we're going to need a lot for that, though, people. I'm just going to say, it ain't going to be a $4.99 OnlyFans if we have to get to that. That's what I'm saying. Um, Paul, women have great toys. Men don't have great toys. You know what's funny about that? I love people's feelings on the whole thing. <laughs> Frankie see, I need a race. A lot of toys for the ladies. Not... When a lady uses a toy, it's very empowering and you go girl. When a dude uses a toy, feels very pathetic and, and, and lonely. Doesn't it? Am I wrong here, people? Again, if it's me, please tell me, let me know in the comments below. All right. That's your Friday episode. I love you all. Um, only, only a real group of shitheads would take a Monday off after taking two weeks off unfortunately that's what we are going to do we are going to take labor day off i apologize it's not something i would normally do uh but i was talking with my boss cuddles and she said you really got to give the old voice a rest for a little while you know she's like i could barely tolerate you as it is the scratchy voice aunt, i'm really i'm really gonna i'm gonna wind up hot betting you uh meaning i go out and somebody else pays to come in so, uh, we're going to take the, we're going to take the Monday off, but we'll be back on the Friday. Um, j not here. She's doing her own mutual masturbation study with the roommate, uh, Frankie C not here. He's at a hot conference. Uh, but I'm glad he checked in for a little bit. So that's good. Uh, him and Aaron C both got separate beds and they're charging other people to be in their beds, not swinging. Nobody's judging, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Uh, shout out to TD Freelancer. Thanks to Cuddles for keeping hands safe. Somebody has to. If it ain't Cuddles, it's Frankie C. and Erin C. And if it ain't, them, I mean, it's not JSAP. She pushes me in the wrong direction. So uh, we got to have some people out here, uh, you know, protecting me a little bit. Uh, but that's it. Erin's uh, uh, novel, link in the description below to pick that up for yourself. I hope you'll have a wonderful Labor Day weekend. Something about this. Labor Day in particular. I don't know what it is, but I feel like maybe it's because we were, I did take a nice vacation that I kind of want to just squeeze a little bit more summer out of this weekend. I'm going to try and make the most out of it with the beach and the whole thing. Uh, but I hope you can enjoy it and take some time for yourself and your family and your hotbed guests, whatever. I don't know what you're doing. I'm not here to judge you, but whatever you're doing. Hope you uh, enjoy the weekend. Hope you get off. Hope you get some time to, to, to think and ponder life and enjoy yourself and and read Oval. That's what I hope for you. Uh, Again, link in the description for the old Oval. Don't forget to uh, become a member. Uh, Link in the description for that as well. Our merch store is up at anthonyonair.com. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Apologies for The Voice. We didn't glitch this episode, though. We might have fixed that. Oh, you know what I'm really excited about? Canceling my cable tomorrow. I think tomorrow's finally the day. I'm going to tell the cable company to go fuck themselves. I couldn't be more excited about that. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. and We're back with you here on Wednesday. I'll see you then. Have a good one, everybody. Show me potato salad. Maybe we should go now trabalhar